What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Space Between. This is Drake. Um, we're coming up here on Thanksgiving week, so it is Saturday, November 18th. It's 12.15 p.m. Uh, just crushed the workout, hit a little chest and back, um, and came back up, got my journal out, and just wrote out some things that I'm thankful for, um, exactly 10 things that I'm thankful for in 2023. I think it's just a, a really good time, especially with Thanksgiving coming up, to just slow down, kind of ground yourself, get your journal out, and just write out some of the things that you're really thankful for. Um, I think it's it's valuable to have an actual journal and actually put a pen to paper because it allows you to, to detach. You know, that's why I encourage journaling so much. It's why I journal is it truly allows me to remove myself from this situation, from this immediate moment, and and reflect on all the things that I do have, all the things that are going well, the people that are supporting me, um, this journey, this, the past 365 days, whatever you want to call it. Right. So, um, there's certainly a lot that I have to be grateful for. And what's so crazy about just sitting down and, and journaling these things that I'm thankful for is that initially I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I can think of 10 other things I'd rather be doing with my time than sitting down and really writing for 30 minutes about what I'm thankful for. But what's funny is as I'm writing this, I can feel myself feeling better. I can feel myself stepping into a state of gratitude. I can, I can feel myself um, getting excited and getting energized just by slowing down and understanding what's there. You know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that a lot of the time you should focus on what's there rather than what's missing. And so often we're, we're, we're constantly chasing. I know I am. I should speak about what I'm doing. I'm constantly chasing, constantly pushing for more, constantly asking myself, do I have more to give? And the answer is always yes. And so if I have more to give, where can I be better? That's constantly where my mind is going. So to take the time to actually slow down and reflect is, is really grounding for me. And uh, the way that this journaling the way that this podcast is really going to be structured is just 10 things that I'm thankful for in 2023. I'm just going to share it with you guys. And I, I definitely would encourage you to slow down for a second this week and, and write out five to 10 things that you're really thankful for. And I would tell you to go into detail on them. It's kind of how I structured this. I wrote 10 things and then I went into detail about why I'm thankful for those. Um, and so to start here, number one, number one thing that I'm thankful for in 2023 is a really hard year. Um, it's definitely been, in its own way, the most challenging year of my life, uh, leaving baseball, figuring out who I want to be, figuring out um, where I want to go, who I want to be around. Um, you know, for anybody that's that's played baseball, that's left baseball or left any sport or any job or whatever it is, you kind of lose your identity, you know. And so when you lose that identity, you don't know what really drives you. You know, baseball was my driver my whole life. It was my muse, for lack of a better word. It just was my constant source of inspiration. And giving that up was was extremely challenging. And so, um, yeah, there were tough days. There are tough days still where, where I'm figuring out who I am and what I want to do and what I want to become. And, and I guess I'm just really thankful for that hard. That hard has given me clarity. It's really pushed me to become more. And I'm, I'm a big believer in the quote that if you want to do more, you have to become more. And so for that, it's, it's, it's forced me to prioritize what's important in my life and then execute, prioritize and execute. And that's, that's been the process throughout the whole year. And it's been insane because this year has flown by. At times, I'm a little bit intimidated that I blink and it's almost been a full year. 
that I've lived in Arizona and that I've been working this job. And, and, um, I think that's a sign that what I'm doing is purposeful and what I'm doing is intentional because I'm so consumed in the work. And so for that, I'm really thankful for a, a very hard year. And I, I welcome that. I, I encourage that and, and I really wouldn't want it any other way. Number two, the second thing that I wrote down that I'm, I'm the most thankful for is, is probably actually the number one, but uh, Michaelin. Michaelin is my girlfriend. She's my best friend, my confidant. She's my muse in a lot of ways. She grounds me. And like I said, in a year where it's been uh, a year of self-discovery and figuring out who I am, she's been the most consistent part of my life. Um, you know, if, if I'm up late working, she's up late. If I'm exhausted in the morning and don't want to go to jujitsu, she's up at 5 a.m. with me, getting me to go to jujitsu, coming to class and rolling with me. She's got these cute little chains on. She's got these pretty nails painted. She's a beautiful little thing. And she's on the mats of justice rolling jujitsu with me at, at 6 a.m. Not because she wants to be there, but because she supports me, you know, and, and she's, she supported me for the four years that we've been together day in and day out. And so, I mean, I, I, I can't really put into words how thankful I am to have a partner who, who is aligned with my values and is aligned with my core principles. I should call them our core principles. She's perfectly aligned. And so how lucky am I? Um, I'm a big believer that, that who you surround yourself with will really determine your life. I know that's a very cliche quote, but man, is it true? Who you are around will determine who you become. And so if that's the case, you better, you, there's, there's no bigger decision in your life than, than selecting your friends and selecting your circle. And I could argue that the most important decision in your life is, is picking the person that you spend the most time with, picking your partner. And, and I am so proud that I, I have picked the right person. Um, she keeps me humble. She keeps me grounded and she keeps me calm. That's what I wrote here. She is my greatest driver. Um, every day she is, she is my greatest motivator to serve her, to create a life for us that, that I'm proud of, that she's proud of. And, and you really can't, I, I can't emphasize enough how, how, how much of an impact that McKaylin has had on my life and how she supported me and shown up day in and day out. She is the most consistent part of my life. And I am so thankful for that. Number three, I'm really thankful for BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Um, I always told myself that I would get into BJJ after baseball. I got into med sales, was too busy, was always working, never had time to really invest in myself. I moved to Arizona. I was about a month in, about the end of January. And I'm sitting in a Dutch Bros drive-through and I look at McKaylin randomly, once again, talking about how great she is. And it's like 5 p.m. There's a jujitsu class at 6 p.m. We've never even done jujitsu. We we looked up a, a jujitsu place on Google Maps. MMA Lab pops up. Shout out MMA Lab. And I'm like, screw it. You want to go? I call Alex Melvin, one of my best friends, and I say, should we go do it? He's like, yeah, you should go do it because he's done it a little bit. He's like, you should go do it. You guys will love it. I look at Michaela and I'm like, should we go do it? She's like, no. And I'm like, should we go do it? And she's like, oh. Fine. Yes, we should go do it. And so her and I get our Dutch bros. Um, we drive to jujitsu. It was the most uncomfortable class ever. They put us in these heavy geese. They showed us a couple very beginner drills. Her and I had no idea what we were doing and it was, it was uncomfortable. And I think that's kind of what you want in your life is to get uncomfortable. And fast forward, here we are in November. It's been 10 months and 
been going to jujitsu almost every week. And what I've found is that in a time in my life where I struggle so much to turn it off, to be off, jujitsu is the greatest thing for that. I go to jujitsu. Sometimes it just takes me getting in my car and just driving there. Once I get going, then I'm, I'm fired up to be going, right? Once I'm on the mats, I'm super excited. But there's times where I don't want to go. I'm exhausted. I'd rather get on the couch, lay there with Mikaelin and watch Suits, you know? But but going to jujitsu is, is, is extremely grounding. It, I take my shoes off. Literally, it's grounding. I am put my phone away. I, I'm sweating. It's, a, it's, it's hard. It's challenging. I'm constantly learning. It's a great teacher. I'm around people who don't really need anything from me. They don't even really know who I am. They don't know what I do for work. They don't know where I came from. They don't know anything about my life. It's literally just a little community of people who are there just to learn and get better. And there's something that's so grounding about that to be around people who don't need anything from you, who don't even know you, who are just there on, on the path with you trying to get better. And so I'm super thankful for jujitsu. It is, it is going to be a core part of my life for the rest of my life. And anytime where I'm struggling to get out of my head, I just go get in my body. And how do I get in my body either by working out or going to jujitsu? And, and I haven't had a class where I've left jujitsu and felt worse. It has filled me up every single time I've gone. And I, I just can't express how thankful I am for that to have something that I can truly turn off and just go be where I need to be when I need to be there. So anybody that's on the fence about jujitsu, you should do it. It's, it's definitely um, going to serve you. Number four kind of goes back to number one, but I'm thankful for a year of figuring out who I am. Like I said, leaving baseball, I really had no idea who I was. And this past year has really allowed me to reflect, to refocus, and to prioritize the things in my life that are the most important, to understand what I like, what I want to do, who I want to be around. And I just think um, having a year to figure that out and I'm still figuring it out has, has just been something that I look back on and I'm like, how lucky am I to have the opportunity to be around people who, who challenge me to, who, who push me to be more and who allow me to find my journey, find my path, find who I am. And, and I just, I'm, I'm very thankful. Um, it's, it's really, it really has been like a year of clarity for me, a clarity of a process, clarity of my routines, clarity of my systems, clarity of where I want to go, clarity of the people I want to be around. Number five, I'm thankful for a circle of friends and family who really support me in my vision. Um, the best people that I've met in baseball or life for that sense have been extremely, extremely delusional. And what do I mean by delusional? I just mean that they have a gross amount of self-belief. You cannot tell them who they are, or where they're going. They just know it. They know where they're going. And so to have people around me that support that vision for me and that don't question me, but fill me up and encourage me and support me and empower me is, is priceless. It's the best thing in my life. It's, it's set me up to be great. And it's, it's kept me going at times. There's a quote that I love that says what you believe you receive, right? So in that sense, goals are limitations, you know, set big visions for yourself. What you believe that you deserve, you will receive. And I've seen that play out in my life in this year where I've really embodied that. You know, it really is the case that if you believe it, you will receive it. And so in that sense, it's very important to have people around you who believe it as well. 
you have to be selective with the voices that you listen to, whether that's the voices in your head or that's, that's the voices in your life. You have to be very selective and very disciplined and make sure that the people that you are listening to and the people that you are sur- surrounding yourself with are the people that are encouraging and empowering and, and aligned with who you want to become. There's that quote that I've shared that you should never listen to anybody that doesn't have an equal or greater vision for your life than you. And I can truly say that my circle, my circle of people that I surround myself with all are aligned with who I'm trying to become. And, and that is a life hack in itself. So for anybody listening, make, make sure that your circle is, is dialed in. Make sure that the people that you're around are aligned. And if they're not, eliminate ruthlessly. Eliminate ruthlessly. It's the best thing you can do for your life. Number six, I'm thankful for my work and the ability to be 100% unapologetically myself. I'm doubling down on being me. You know, I think, I think in a world where it's extremely competitive, nobody is you and that is your superpower, right? And so you can escape competition through authenticity, be yourself. And I'm thankful that this job has really allowed me to step into who I am and has allowed me to be unapologetically myself. You know, I, I went into a job right out of college that I felt like, you know, I had to be this corporate guy. I had to constantly talk a certain way and act a certain way. And, and while I can be professional, I think there's a time and a place for that. I am a huge believer that you should be all in on it and you should be yourself. And if you're not able to be yourself, you shouldn't be doing it. Once again, eliminate ruthlessly. By the way, this job has been incredible in the sense that I can, I can be me. You know, I can, I can push hard. I can give everything I have. I have more control over my destiny, you know? And I think where I was so concerned with the med sales gig is I hated it. I hated it. I was not happy. And, and the thing is, is that there's other people in that pursuit, in that endeavor that love it. They love med sales. And their free time, they're studying the body, they're studying the products, they're studying whatever it is, and they love it. It's what they're doing in their free time. And here's the truth. You cannot compete with somebody that's obsessed with what they're doing. I wasn't obsessed. I wasn't. And so when I sat down and reflected on it, I'm like, there's no way for me to be the best because I don't absolutely love it. How are you going to compete with somebody who's obsessed with it? You can't. So in that sense, it's, it's been really fulfilling to be able to go into a job that, that I am obsessed with, that I am finding a lot of purpose in, that I, I am super fulfilled at the end of my days. It's hard to compete with somebody that's obsessed with it. You can't. And so how lucky am I to have a gig where I get to wake up every day, even on the days where I'm tired and I don't really want to do it, but I get to wake up and push towards something that, that I actually care about that I'm actually, that actually fills me up. I'm just so thankful for it. And uh, it's something that I certainly don't take for granted. Number seven, I'm thankful for the subtle reminders that keep me going. These simple mental models that I'm about to share with you have really kept me consistent. They kept me focused and they've kept me disciplined. So these mental models that I'm going to share are probably the four or five sentences or quotes, whatever you want to call them, that I, I say to myself whenever I'm not really feeling it whenever I'm tired, whenever I'm kind of soft and I just think that I deserve a day. These are the mental models that I go to. Number one, I cannot lose if I don't quit, right? I think 
there's there's that quote from Alex Hormozzi that you have to master the middle. At the beginning of the race, everyone's excited. At the end of the race, everybody's excited. And in the middle ground, the middle part of the race, that's the part where you have to master it. That's the part where people quit. And if you don't quit, you can't lose. And so whenever I'm feeling like, damn, I deserve a day, I'm tired, I've been working so hard, I tell myself that I cannot lose if I don't quit. So just keep going. Just keep going. And that that alone fires me up and allows me to push harder. Number two, this is what hard feels like. I stole this from Hormozzi too. Anytime that I'm, I'm getting my teeth kicked in, I'm exhausted, I'm, I'm just getting crushed, I say to myself out loud, this is what hard feels like. I remind myself of that, that this is when people quit. This is what it feels like. And that kind of gives me that room, that clarity that, okay, if this is what hard feels like, this is when people quit and I just need to keep going. Number three, principle over preference, which also kind of plays into discipline equals freedom. Principle over preference. I got that from Brian. It's kind of the idea that a man lives a life out of principle and a boy lives a life out of preference. It feels good to lay on the couch and watch Suits with McKaylin. It feels good to to stay up late and, and eat like crap. It feels good to, to just float through life, to go sit by the pool and and drink or whatever it is. I don't drink. I'm just trying to speak to the to the masses here. But that all feels great, you know? That feels great. But but a man lives his life out of principle. It does not feel great to wake up early and go to jujitsu. It does after, but it certainly doesn't feel good when you're getting out of bed. It does not feel great to go down to the gym and, and do sets of 20 on squats. It's terrible. There's no part of me that wants to do it. Zero part of me that prefers to go in and squat. But a man lives his life out of principle. And I'm somebody that's healthy. I'm somebody that takes care of myself. I'm somebody that takes pride in my health. And so if that's the case, then I need to go down to the gym and squat. I need to go down to the gym and work out. I need to wake up in the morning and go to jujitsu. It grounds me. I just talked to you about this. A man lives his life out of principle, not preference. I have another quote right here from Hormozzi, and it's kind of similar to what I just said, but just to double down on that, boys do what's convenient, men do what's required. Do what's required, live a life out of principle. Number four, got this from Tim Ferriss' four-hour work week. This is a question that I have written on my um, whiteboard right, right behind my desk, and it's a question that kind of grounds me and constantly keeps me focused in that deep work block. And the question that I ask myself is, am I inventing things to do to avoid the important? Let me say that again. Am I inventing things to do to avoid the important? And I think anybody that's listen, listening to this can kind of connect with that, that in times in your life that you, you kind of invent these things to do to avoid the most important task that you need to execute on. This has kept me present. This has kept me focused. This has kept me disciplined to do the things that I need to be doing. The most important things. You can just push them off and procrastinate or you can just execute. So prioritize what you need to do, execute it, get clarity on what your most important task is and do it. And then the last one, number five, the mental model that I always go to is compared to what? I'm busting my ass. I'm doing great compared to what? I'm making money. Things are great compared to what? My life is so hard. I'm so tired. I'm always working. I'm exhausted. Compared to what? Compared to who? Compared to who? I think asking yourself that simple question pushes you a little bit harder and keeps you going. In, in, in a life where it's super hard to be consistent, these are mental models that will keep you grounded and keep you consistent. How you think will determine your life. And so implementing these mental models and, and having these subtle reminders to go to 
in the moments where you're questioning, in the moments where you're wavering, in the moments where you're tired, these keep you going. Number eight, the thing that I'm thankful for in 2023, I'm thankful for a year of watching things that 18 year old Drake would have dreamed of becoming my reality, becoming my reality. It's been incredible. Um, I've met so many people in this past year that, that I grew up watching, that I grew up idolizing for, for lack of a better word. I I'm, I'm working for a guy that was my senior quote in high school. My senior quote in high school was, was from Brian Kane. It's how you do anything is how you do everything. Excellence in small things is excellence in all things. I was 18 years old when I wrote that. It's in my, it's in my yearbook. You can go back and look. I, it was my senior quote. It's insane. I didn't even know Brian. I just had read his book. And now Brian is the guy that I get to work for every day. I have the opportunity to work for every day. And I, I just think it's it's kind of earth shattering in a way that the person that I used to look up to so much and idolize in so many ways and, and idolize so much that I made him my senior quote, I now work for, I now have a relationship with. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it's, it's, it's proof that where your focus goes, energy flows. What you do is who you become. It's, it's amazing. And then, and then also, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy on, on Jocko Willink. I love Jocko. Love the whole idea of discipline equals freedom. I've read all his books and, and, and really find a lot of value in his teachings and of leadership and everything. Right. And, and I think it's incredible that, um, I got to meet Jocko this year. I went to San Diego and I went to his jujitsu gym and, and rolled in a class there and I got to meet him. I got to shake his hand. I got to introduce myself to him. And, and, it, and in a way that was very vindicating for me to, to meet this guy that I have studied and have respected for so long and to get to shake his hand was, it was a vindicating moment for me. It showed me that I can do it. So I'm really thankful for a year where, where the things that I used to dream of I'm doing, you know, I'm doing, and it goes back to that, that idea that how you were thinking four years ago is, is what led you to where you are right now. You know, so how you're thinking right now will lead you to where you're going over the next four years. So you have to be very disciplined with how you're thinking. Number nine, I'm thankful for my father. My dad has been one of the greatest constants in my life, the mo one of the most consistent people. And every day I I'm, I'm reminded of the lessons that he taught me when I was a child, the lessons that I didn't really understand that I really didn't see. And, and now that I'm 25, I see them more and more every day. I'm really thankful that he set me up to be great. He taught me these things at a young age. He instilled discipline in me. He has shown up consistently for me. Once again, your circle matters. On the days that I'm having bad days, I, I can talk to my dad and he grounds me. But I also look at my dad sometimes. He, he works hard, almost harder than anybody I know. And in a lot of ways, it's the, compared to what? You know, I'm, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I'm doing so much compared to what? Compared to my dad, my dad's doing every bit as much. And if my dad's doing it, doing it, then I should be doing it. You know, he's he's been my my hero, my idol, my whole life, and, and I'm just so lucky to call him my father. And and yeah, I'm just I'm so thankful to have my dad and and how he's supported me in this in this past year. And then the final thing that I'm thankful for in in 2023 is I'm thankful for the opportunity and the time to be able to slow down. Thankful for the opportunity to be able to reflect and to have time to actually pour into myself and to pour into my vision and to to reflect on the things that I'm thankful for and and I just I think that anybody that's great takes time to reflect on whatever they're doing whether that's their job whether that's their life whether that's their relationships and I have felt in the past that I 
I didn't prioritize that or I didn't have the time to do it. And in this past year, I've really had the ability to slow down and to push harder into my vision and into my dreams, into my goals. And and I just, I can't express how, how grateful I am for that. And and yeah, I think it's it's just really valuable to be able to to reflect on what's there rather than what's missing. And then bonus, one thing that I'm doubling down on in 2024 is just being myself. Once again, you can escape competition through authenticity. I know I have a lot of baseball players on here listening to this. And and my advice to baseball players that I wish I heard when I was playing was to let your art just be your art. Let your art be your art. Baseball is an art. Any sport is an art. Everything you're doing in your life is an art. And, and nobody can paint the picture that you're painting quite like you. And so spend a little bit less time focusing on what everybody else is doing. Spend a little bit less time focusing on everything that everyone else has and pour more time into being a better version of yourself. You know, when you go on the mound, paint your own picture. Let your art be your art. Be yourself unapologetically. You will be exposed if you go out there and try to be somebody else. And I think that that's a, there's a message in there for life as well. You will be exposed if you go and try to be somebody that you're not. And so in everything that you do, be yourself. That is the one thing that I am doubling down on in 2024 is being me. If I'm going to win, I'm going to win my way. And if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my way. So I hope you got some something from this. I hope that you take some time to slow down and reflect, slow down and, and and reflect on what you're grateful for, what you have, what is there. You know, we spend so much time focusing on what's not there and what's missing that I think it's necessary. It is necessary to slow down and and ask yourself, what do I have? How lucky am I? It's been super grounding for me and it's certainly something that I will continue to do. So happy Thanksgiving to anybody that's listening to this. I'm so thankful that you are here listening with me and I'm so thankful that you're here on this journey with me. So appreciate you. Have a great week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it.